Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. Forgiveness is a choice. It has nothing to do with how I feel. Forgiveness is a choice, period. A choice. It is a choice I make every time something negative pops out of nowhere to dance through my mind and plague me with all sorts of scenarios. I find when I choose to give a dose of grace along with unconditional love, the pain I feel in the situation or circumstance loses its sting. Forgiveness never means we condone the wrong done to us. Forgiveness never means we have to forget about what was done or excuse the person who did the wrong. Forgiveness also never means we hold someone else accountable. Forgiveness does mean I release myself from being a prisoner of someone else in my own mind. Forgiveness is a gift I give someone else only to discover I released myself from my own captivity. Forgiveness sets me free. Hey everybody, so last week we started this series on forgiveness, and right now I'm helping an author who is preparing her book, and as she does, she is um, an older woman who is going back to deal with childhood sexual abuse, and, and the effects that that abuse even has on her life now. And has had on her life over the years as she's had to deal with the ramifications of what someone else did to her. And as I was helping her with her book, I came across this quote and these two paragraphs about forgiveness from her. And I was so moved, I, I asked her if I could use it today in the podcast because I want you to hear her heart. Listen, this is the heart of somebody who's been hurt deeply, whose innocence was taken from them before they were old enough to realize what was happening before they understood just how harmful it was. And now, later in life, as they look back and they see all the hurt and the pain and the struggle that it has caused them, they are dealing with the pain of someone else's sin against them. When we talk about forgiveness around here, we like to talk about the fact that Jesus has put a billion dollars in your account. And no matter what someone does to sin against you, you cannot repay what Jesus has given you. Yet, there are some sins and some struggles and some hurts in this life that seem insurmountable and even unforgivable. And yet, the only sin Jesus says is unforgivable is the sin of rejecting him. God is ready to redeem everything for his kingdom, but we must choose forgiveness. Last week, we talked about why we need to forgive, and this week, I want to talk about when we should forgive. There are three places I want to look at forgiveness so that we understand what needs to happen when we're going through this this choice to forgive. When do we do this? So the first place we're going to forgive is after someone sins against us. I mean, that seems almost obvious. Someone does something against us, we're going to forgive them. This becomes very important as a practice in our life. Listen, people will hurt you. (laughs) People are broken, and their hurt is going to hurt you, and their struggles are going to come against you. 
And it seems like whatever we do, um, no matter how hard we try, because we're imperfect, we're always going to hurt those we love the most, and we're going to hurt those around us who don't deserve it. And, and that's sin. Anytime we're not acting at our best, we're going to sin. And we need to forgive other people because we are going to also need forgiveness and have received forgiveness. And so when people sin against us, we need to forgive. Jesus says this, if your brother has something against you, you need to go to him and talk to him. And then he says, um, if you have something against your brother, you need to go to him and talk to him. And you need to try to make it right. You need to try to figure out the relationship and make sure the relationship holds true. But that can only happen when we choose, after someone hurts us, to forgive them before we have that conversation. We are ready to renew and restore a relationship that has been broken. Now, understand, as Sherry says here in her quote, listen, Restoration does not mean the relationship is always the same. Sometimes the healing that comes after a sin actually comes from a separation of two people, but they separate under love, not under anger or bitterness or hate. In fact, uh, last week I heard uh, Dale McCamish, my best friend, say this. He said, he said, listen, if we let the sun go down on our anger, it lets the devil get his foot in the door, which means he's ready to push his way in for more. And forgiveness is the key to keeping the devil back from overwhelming us and overtaking our lives. It is it is central to our ability to hold back the devil from in our lives. So after someone sins against us, we need to forgive them. But let me talk about two other times. We need to forgive people before they sin against us. What do I mean? Listen, when you enter relationships expecting broken people to act like broken people and you choose ahead of time to love them even if they're broken, what you'll discover is you enter relationships with a lot more peace, a lot more hope, a lot more life, a lot more grace, and people will find you as a safer person because you are prepared to trust them ahead of time. You are prepared to give them trust as if they're not broken, as if everything they do is right. And when you do that, what happens is most of the time, people live up to that. When you choose to trust people, most of the time they will surprise you and they will actually live beyond what you expect of them. But not always. They're going to fail. They're going to not move forward. But if you've chosen to forgive them before something goes wrong, then you're going to be able to handle even their mistakes with grace, and they're going to grow, and they're going to increase, and they're going to become more because you forgive them before they sin against you. You forgive them ahead of time. You're willing to give them grace. You're willing to give them expectation of righteousness that's not even there. The Bible says Jesus did this for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before we even knew we needed to repent, before we even knew there was something wrong, Christ already died for us. And so for us as well, we need to be willing 
to give ourselves and forgive others before they even sin. What that does is it creates a system and a mindset of trusting each other because we've decided ahead of time that even though people might make mistakes, even though people will do things that are wrong, we're going to expect them to do their best and to be their best more often than we expect them to mess up. We're going to expect them to achieve a level of goodness and rightness with us that allows us to have great relationships with them ahead of time. Uh, Craig Rochelle talks about this, that we're going to choose to trust first. And we're going we're gonna to choose to let people have the chance to fail. And so often they don't. So often they succeed. So often they get it right. Most people in the world are trying to do their best. And usually, even when they fail, it's not because they're not trying. It's because they've got brokenness in them. And so we need to understand that and prepare ourselves for that. We need to go into relationships expecting to love people who don't deserve it. I, if you've never heard of Bob Goff, I want to encourage you to start looking into Bob. Bob is a Bob is one of these magnificent people who has done great things because he's always chosen to love people first. And I heard in an interview recently, someone asked him what he does when somebody says something. He's, there's got to be times he hears people say things that he just can't believe they said. He goes, well, I just keep it in the thought bubble. And he explains it. He says, you know how in cartoons, sometimes there's a speaking bubble and there's a thought bubble. He said certain things that go through his mind, he just keeps them in the thought bubble because he wants to offer people grace even when they make mistakes. He's prepared ahead of time in his mind to give them and to give them the expectation that whatever they're saying, whatever they're doing, this is this is probably not the person they want to be when they say something that sounds off or sounds like it's a little bit crazy. And so that's when he wants to forgive them. Now I want to talk to you about the hardest time. We want to forgive people before they sin against us. We want to forgive people after they sin against us. But the hardest time to find forgiveness is while people are sinning against us. And we have to learn to choose forgiveness while people are sinning against us. While they are in the midst of hurting us, can we offer them forgiveness? While they are in the midst of bringing pain on us, can we offer them forgiveness? This is hard. In fact, in uh, the Bible, there's the story of the book of Jonah, and you've probably heard some of the book of Jonah, but let me, let me set this up for you. Jonah was a Jew. And the Jews were oppressed and afflicted by the Assyrians. The Assyrians, when we talk about oppression, this was real oppression. The Assyrian people were some of the most evil people on the planet. In fact, the Assyrian nation is the nation that came up with the idea of crucifixion, which is one of the cruelest punishments of all time. And they used to march into different lands, and they would march up with the kings from the previous conquered lands, and they would crucify them outside of the cities of the next city they were going to conquer, and they would tell the people of that city, this is what we're going to do to you and your kings if you don't surrender. And so people would surrender without even um, a, a shot being fired or anything happening because the Assyrians were so cruel, people became so afraid of them that they wouldn't even fight. They'd just surrender rather than risk the the wrath of the Assyrians. And uh, Jonah is called by God to go to the city of Nineveh 
and tell them to repent. Tell them to stop. Tell them to stop living the way they're, they're living. This was the capital city of the Assyrians. And what does Jonah do? Jonah runs away. Jonah runs away because he is not going to forgive them while they are oppressing him and his people. He just cannot imagine forgiveness coming on them. In fact, we find out at the end of Jonah when he does preach and they do repent and God does relent from destroying them that Jonah is angry because Jonah knew God would be kind. Jonah knew God would forgive them. Jonah knew God would give them grace. He knew that God would be kind to them even though they were cruel, oppressive, horrible, despicable people. And yet Jonah didn't want to forgive them because they were bad and they were sinning against him and against his people and against God's people. But God wanted to forgive them. He wanted to give them another chance. This is God's way. This is how God has chosen to show himself in the world. This is what Christians call the gospel. The good news is that God was willing to forgive us and is willing to forgive us while we are sinning against him. And here's why this is so important. If we don't learn to forgive people while they are sinning against us, our greatest relationships, our deepest relationships, our closest relationships will be hindered. Husbands, this is going to be hardest to do with your wives. Wives, this is going to be hardest to do with your husbands. Fathers, this is going to be hard to do with your children. Children, this is going to be hard to do with your parents. You see, as we talk about choosing these, making these choices, we're not just talking about people who you have at arm's length already. We're talking about those in your inner circle. How do you choose forgiveness with someone who's yelling at you about something that you didn't do or something that they're mad about that isn't your fault, but they blame you because in that moment, you're the only person there for them to lash out at? Listen, we know that we hurt those closest to us more often than we hurt those far away from us. And yet, if we're not willing to forgive them, we're not going to be able to find salvation in those relationships. We're not going to be able to find renewal and resurrection of those relationships. We're not going to be able to restart. And we can't wait until after someone has sinned against us to take some time and finally go back. We have to choose to forgive them while they're in the middle of their sin, saying the wrong thing, or guess what? We will turn around and repeat the sin they are causing against us, against them. We will reflect on them the hurt that we have because we're not eliminating the hurt from our hearts. Forgiveness is the gift I give someone else to discover I released myself from my own captivity, Sherry says. Forgiveness sets me free in the middle of hurt, in the middle of pain, while someone is attacking me, someone is hurting me, someone is abusing me, someone is doing something that doesn't feel good. If I'm willing to forgive them in that moment, my peace, my life, my love, my grace will be enough to transform their life. This isn't easy. 
empowering ourselves to forgive is hard. But it is the choice that changes the world. Forgiveness is the choice that changes the world. When we're not willing to forgive, it destroys our homes. It destroys our communities. It destroys our business. It destroys everything in our lives if we're not willing to forgive. So we need to learn to forgive after someone sins against us. But we need to learn to sin before they forgive before they sin against us. And we need to learn to forgive while they are sinning against us. In that moment, grant them grace and find peace in your own heart so that you can bring life to a situation that is broken. Listen, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, could you do me a favor and share it with someone? Also, be sure to give us a rating or review to help others find it. Uh, finally, if you're looking for a coach or a speaker, either live or virtual, for your event, let me know. Just send me an email at support at 7 and say speaker, and I will get a hold of you, and we'll figure that out so that we can get together and uh, make sure your event gets the best thing for what you're doing. And remember this, life is a gift. Living is a choice. And living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.